0: This episode is sponsored in part by Intuit. Intuit is helping prepare students to go from classrooms to careers in LA. Their job readiness program empowers students with financial literacy and entrepreneurial skills by giving them hands-on experience to develop the tools they need to succeed. Nationwide, they've already assisted over half a million students and are on track to help 3 million more by 2024. Learn how Intuit is helping students in LA build a brighter future at intuit.com slash job readiness. What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there. Sharing plates with just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it.
1: Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the daily podcast looking back on this day in the history of rock. I'm Paul Stevenson. Today is June 17th and we remember the lead singer with bands like Mike and the Mechanics and Sad Café, Paul Young, who was born on this day in 1947. Paul sadly died of a heart attack back in 2000. And we send 75 birthday bumps to someone who's fronted Journey and Santana and played with the Ringo Starr and his all-star band, Greg Rowley. He is 75 today. But for our story, we go back 50 years to 1972 when a song about a 19th century artist shot to number one.
0: Starry, starry night...
1: Yes, on this day in 1972, Don McLean secured his first number one single in the UK with Vincent. Written, of course, about Vincent van Gogh. The song is now played daily at the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. I wonder what the royalties he gets for that is. Anyway, Vincent hit the top spot here in Britain a few months after his anthem American Pie was released and only topped out at number two. Now, I was lucky enough to interview Don last year, and here's a short snippet from that interview. And your music and the melodies that you create does transcend because obviously you've been covered by so many different artists from different genres famously. We've already mentioned Perry Como and Elvis Presley, but then there's the likes of Madonna and, and Tupac Loves Vincent and, and all this sort of stuff. I mean, it's just incredible how your music writing kind of transcends everything.
2: But you have to study. You have to learn. You know, you have to discipline yourself in order to... Um, I mean, I'm not a smart guy. I'm not, I, I'm a sort of an idiot in a way, you know, I kind of have things coming on my head and the other time I'll do something, you know, um, I'm a savant of some sort. I'm not, I couldn't, I couldn't win at Jeopardy. I can't win at Scrabble. I don't, <laughs> I don't play games, you know, but I have these notions that come to me and these ideas that come to me and I know exactly what to do. And, and I knew exactly where I was going when I started in 1968. I had to be on the Hudson River with Pete Seeger. I had to be in the middle of this whole thing that was going on. And I was with him, and this was when the anti-war thing. And he was always um, being watched by the FBI constantly. So they were watching me, too. I'd be in basements, you know, singing at anti-war Rallies and uh, there'd be FBI all over the place, and uh, I was fascinated with this. You know, I was just on this journey, and it was music and it was politics. I never had a hit before, so I didn't really know what a hit was. And the hits were for the Beatles and for um, other people. I, I wasn't, I wasn't in that part of show business. All I wanted to do was make albums. I wanted to make beautiful albums like Tapestry. And I didn't care who put them out, you know, and I knew there were people. I mean, I mean, Pete Seeger put 50 albums out on Folkways Records and nobody ever bought, but they were fabulous. You know, the Gazette and um, all these different songs, um, Sodbuster ballads. Oh, Lord, I learned so much about about history and about um, music and uh about working people. This is the wonderful thing about folk music is that it's, it's not ent- entertainment as such. It was younger generation that later became the 60s generation that marched in the streets and made changes.
1: Don McLean there, you can hear the full interview including all the talk about his anthem American Pie on episode 56 of Vintage Rock Pod. Well, that's it for June 17th. I'll be back tomorrow to talk about Fleetwood Mac's first and only number one hit back in 1977. So until then, take care.
0: This episode is sponsored in part by Intuit. Intuit is helping prepare students to go from classrooms to careers in LA. Their job readiness program empowers students with financial literacy and entrepreneurial skills by giving them hands-on experience to develop the tools they need to succeed. Nationwide, they've already assisted over half a million students and are on track to help 3 million more by 2024. Learn how Intuit is helping students in LA build a brighter future at intuit.com slash job readiness.